Ari the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening, joining us for the program today. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B is over in Studio CC. We'll queue up some of your calls in the last segment, get you to talk back to us on um, the topic. I guess there's one topic, but we'll bring in a couple of stories. There's some clips that we want you to hear um, as we just kind of have a conversation around it. I was watching a clip and I actually shared it on my Facebook page because I was like, you know, this is the thing. This is a thing. This is what a couple of days ago we were talking about when um, we said, you know, there are a lot of talking heads. There are a lot of political pundits who sort of just get very close to what the problem is in our country. Mm-hmm. And so then therefore get very close to a solution, but they don't exactly nail it. Mm-hmm. And it's because they are, I guess, ignoring the spiritual implications yeah. behind what's happening in this country, right? Yeah, yeah. It's always uh, deeper. You, we always have to get to the the root if we want. If we want to, you know, have some success, <laughs> you know, you, you have to get to where the the ailment really is, you know, and not just the surface things that we try to tackle all the time. Yeah, you know, you read um, you read a passage of scripture at our prayer meeting last Thursday uh, in Second Thessalonians. But one of the things that kind of just keeps coming back to my mind from that passage in Second Thessalonians chapter two, um, I would I would say our listeners can start reading at verse seven, uh, seven to twelve. Yes, yeah, seven to twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, but verse twelve is the verse that really kind of keeps coming back to my mind, and specifically when the apostle Paul, by the leading of the Spirit of God, writes um, that you know these people who are in rebellion against God Mm -hmm. did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness, Mm. had pleasure in unrighteousness, you know? And I think that if, if there's anything that kind of um, summarizes the spiritual condition of our nation really is that there is pleasure in unrighteousness. Mm. Like it's, there's not the right grief, attached to what's going on. Yeah. And I don't just mean the rioting and the looting and the violence and the partiality, but I mean also the sexual deviancy, like mm-hmm. all of this stuff, rather than mourning over it, there is great pleasure in it. Right. right so right. we have moved from saying there's male and female to saying, Oh, I don't know. What's the latest count? A billion I don't know, um, <laughs> different genders, right? Or ways mm. that you can quote unquote identify. Right. And there's not, <laughs> there's no grief in that, you know, for those who love the lie, mm. there is just joy in that unrighteousness. There's joy in rebellion against God. And I think that probably is the biggest indication that America has, um, I want to say hit the tipping point. Um, because I still, I'm still hopeful 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, yeah, no, but I I anyway, think in yeah. order for I know I hear what you're saying for us being yeah. hopeful, I think the church has to be on track. The church absolutely. We have a that's role only to way. play in this hour. <laughs> that's the only like way. that's that is the only way. We have a we have a role to play in this hour. And really, we have to expose areas where people um, especially those who are professing to be Christians, maybe unbeknownst to themselves. I don't know. <laughs> and that's, that's, <laughs> that's generous. But <laughs> if, if you're taking pleasure in unrighteousness, yeah. you, you have to check yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not that you're, that's not a characteristic that is listed among like the believers, right? right? Like this is prior to that. The apostle Paul is, is writing that the Lord gives them over to a strong delusion, mm. like a strong, like you're, you're handed over to believe what it is that you believe. Right. And right. so oftentimes people will ask the question, they're like, man, do you, how can these people be so blind? Or they say, do you really think they believe that? You know, when people are making these sensational statements, the question is like, man, do you think they really believe that? And well, if we believe what the Bible says, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they do. <laughs> because if it's, if it's true that, you know, in the time that we're living in that portends the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And in this hour, there are people who love unrighteousness. They have pleasure in unrighteousness. You remember there was a time <laughs> when even like the bad people still understood what shame was. Yeah. Rem- remember, there was a time when even people who were rebels knew that they were rebelling Right. Like they knew that that was rebellion. Yeah. We have hit this place and I'm I'm trying to maintain hope. OK, but we have hit this place where there is no longer the ability. I don't know. Willingness to even identify that it's rebellion. Mm-hmm. It's not even it's just it's just pleasure in unrighteousness. Yeah. It is just no, I, I love I if if I love my sin, I can keep it. You know what I mean? And so when you have that sort of rippling throughout the country, and sadly, when you have that rippling throughout the church, then you get what we have now. Yeah. But I came across this video, and um, it was uh, shared by Blaze TV or Blaze Media. I, I can't, I don't know what their name is now. Um, I don't know what their Blaze. name is. Blaze. Blaze. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> it was shared by Blaze. And um, and I thought, you know, this is exactly what it is that we don't often hit in mm-hmm. the conversation. But the president was in Kenosha, Wisconsin yesterday. And um, <laughs> of course, the mainstream media just wants to um, further divide and right. incite. And right. so all of the news headlines, if you just do a search, right, to to, you know, gather the news headlines and see what they say, um, most of it revolves around like words like provocation mm-hmm. and, um, you know, widening the divide. Right. The governor didn't inciting. want him to come. Like, yes, he, he came why against he come? the governor. <laughs> All this stuff. Man, come on. Which, and if he didn't again, offer to come, they probably would have said, oh, he don't even care. You know, like, I, right. <laughs> he just can't win. Well, I'm, you know, I, I will tell you, I'm glad that he did. I'm, I'm glad that he did go mm-hmm. because there are people who need to know that they are not forgotten. Same thing with these right. liberal run and occupy cities all across the country. There are people who want law and order, who want to see their cities return to normal, but they are stuck under liberal leadership that bends towards uh, Marxism. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so they, they have been forgotten. And so I'm glad that the president went 
And I'm actually glad because he, it actually makes the case that the governor, uh, Tony Evers, would say, um, no, don't come. In fact, I have a I have a quote here from him. <laughs> he said, quote, I'm concerned your presence will only hinder our healing. I am concerned your presence will only delay our work to overcome division wow. and move forward together. Now, that as 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 bad as that quote might sound to people who, you know, are like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that that actually that actually serves to make the point that the president has been making about these liberal run states and cities. And I and I got to imagine all this stuff that's happening in all these different places and because I I think the citizens have a different outlook than some of these politicians in yeah. these states. And I yeah. I think this is all going to come to a head, you know, <laughs> in November. Like, I think yeah, people are going to remember this and be like, man, I didn't like that. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to bode well for the president. You know, Democrats, um, Democrats <laughs> respond to polling, which I guess good politicians do i guess you'd say i mean they pay attention to what mm. people are thinking and you remember we were talking about how they they moved back from uh when they were doing the whole quid pro quo thing because yeah. they polled people and they realized nobody had any idea what they were talking about <laughs> right and they were like do do you eat that on bread we don't know <laughs> what <laughs> like is what that? Is, where can you do you fry it like how do you how do you fry a quid pro quo we don't know what that is you know so they moved back from that and now um, the polling is revealing to them. <laughs> Why do you need polls for this? That people don't want their cities torched. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, duh. <laughs> you know? I just, look, let me tell you, the person who is polling people and asking that question, I feel like took that poll with one of those kindergarten fat crayons, the red ones. <laughs> and as they were writing down people's response, they kind of had their tongue just out to the side. You know how when a kid is drawing, when they're yeah. coloring, they're just really into yeah. it. That tongue's hanging out and they're just coloring. <laughs> they color with their fist. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, that's the kind of pollster that's doing this one. Right. You don't need people to ask, <laughs> hey, um, we understand that there are more than 30 fires set in the first three nights of the riots that broke out in Kenosha. Um, you know, more than 30 fires set in the first three nights. Um, how do you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. Right. OK, I'm going to we're going to we got a lot to talk about. But let me, let me just say, I feel like Mater should always answer that question. <laughs> cool. <Wait. laughs> what do you mean? What we feel like? <laughs> That's off. I don't care who you are. Like, you know, nobody wants to live in that. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. Man. This is why I don't. <laughs> it's a Friday not, already. It, no, I mean, okay. it's not. But but this is this is what it's oh, come down boy. to, because now the Democrats are paying attention to the fact that um, people want law and order. And mm. those are not trigger terms for them. <laughs> right. That's not something that is, you know, this racist talking point or racist dog whistle as it's been, you know, described. Oh, that's, you know what the president means when he says that mm-hmm. again, Mater. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what he means. <laughs> I mean, Man. yeah, we know what the president means when he says law and order. He, he means law and order. <laughs> right. That's what he means. He means and what's it's not racist. happening in these cities, in these states right now. It's not happening in these cities, in these states and in these states. And, and let me say this. And, and it is it is a show. It is a terrible, awful display of partiality 
for someone to say, oh, that's a racist dog whistle, because what they are saying is that, quote unquote, black people don't want law and order. Mm. They want chaos. They Mm. want confusion. They just want to throw caution to the wind. Again, Mater, they want to drive backwards at high speeds. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they're saying. But again, nobody points out the liberal hypocrisy. They get to continue on like this. And then, you know, people are just left to kind of pretend like they didn't say that. Right. Anyway, my point is this. The president was in Kenosha yesterday and um, assessing the damage. And it, it just looks awful. Some of the stills I saw. But he also conducted sort of a roundtable discussion that included uh, Pastor James Ward Jr. and his wife, Sharon, who um, the mom of, of Jacob Blake, her mm-hmm. name is Julia Jackson. Julia Jackson and her mom have been members of Pastor Ward Jr.'s church for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. And so they are connected to this family at least via the mom because there's been some question about um there's been some question about whether or not um the the pastor ward junior was the pastor for the blake family mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now i could i'm gonna hold back i could put it in <laughs> Mickey terms what <laughs> what blake senior jacob blake's dad i believe he's blake senior i could put it into Mickey terms what I believe that side of the family is saying. Mm. Okay. In Mickey terms. What they say. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll just not, you know what I mean? Um, cause the Lord gives you wisdom and sometimes, Amen. Amen. okay. Right. Okay. But I, I, <laughs> I believe that what Julia Jackson's pastor expressed yesterday is worth highlighting. Mm. And it, again, if I could just, Double back to what we were talking about a couple days ago. I would say um, with two pointy fingers, this is it, y'all, right here. This is the (laughs) thing. This is what is missing in the conversation. And this pastor, Pastor Ward Jr., had not only the boldness, but the discernment to be able to put his finger on it and identify it in the presence of the president. Yeah. And... Well, it made me, you know, internally stand up like this is it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, this is it, Pastor. You've hit the nail on the head. This is why so many people get close, but they don't nail it. Mm. They don't get it. This pastor gets it. We'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about that. Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We'll, We'll be right back. you've heard this before and you really wish the church could say more to you because god don't seem as close as you want to please remember however he can no to say what I wanted to say that was um that was um kind enough mm-hmm. but but gave the meaning enough um to be said without 
being offensive. I found a way. Should I try it? You can try. <laughs> Should I say it in a mater voice? I'm just kidding. No, I'm just going <laughs> to. Let me let me say this. So, okay. Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons uh, mm-hmm. on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And that's Jonathan McReynolds. One prayer away. Sherry B is over in Studio CC. We'll get to your calls in the last segment. So make sure you stick around for that. Um, pa- <laughs> Pastor James Ward of mm-hmm. Insight Church was um, at the roundtable, the president's roundtable in Kenosha, talking about, you know, what's been happening with the rioting and, and the destruction of the city. And um, and we'll, I, we got a couple of clips that we want to play for you because I this is the thing. This this is what's been missing from the conversation. Um, so but here is what I want to say, because there was some like there was some conversation around um, whether or not. Uh, because there was a press conference that was opened up by Pastor Ward and his wife, Sharon. And then the Blake family. Now, remember, Julia Jackson is Jacob Blake's mom. OK, mm. um, but the Blake family, who you seem to hear a lot from them, they have distanced themselves from Pastor Ward saying, you know, he's not our family pastor. He's not our family pastor. So he's had to be um, extra careful in saying, I am I am uh, Julia Jackson's pastor. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. So now here's here's what there there. It's very telling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's very telling mm-hmm. who people um, allow to be spiritually, if you will, affiliated with them. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. You're gonna hear. You're gonna hear from Pastor James Ward today. And I believe his wife, too. Do we have a clip yeah. of, of the wife? Okay, yeah. yeah. And, and his wife as well. Um, versus the side that is saying, no, we got Jesse Jackson. <laughs> Man. I was trying to keep it serious. Um, I was trying <laughs> to get it all out. Dead <clears throat> giveaway. So there is a, there's a, <laughs> there's a huge difference. Yes. All right. So whenever, like, I'm, you know. Jesse Jackson, mm-hmm. L. Sharpton. Right. Now, he's not a pastor, but also Benjamin Crump. Whenever they all are together. Mm. Yeah. It's very telling of like what what the tone and the tenor is going to be. Right. That's, Which that, is another yeah. reason why I commend Julia Jackson. Yeah. For her. And look, you'll hear from Julia Jackson, too, because she was sitting down there with Benjamin Crump on Don, yeah. on Don Lemon's yeah. show. But she was. You know, I think she has some very measured words to say, you know, yeah. and she wasn't hiding, you know, her faith in God. So. So let's let's play a couple of clips here. And just to set this up. So this is at the president's roundtable, so to speak, um, in Kenosha yesterday, where Pastor James Ward and his wife, uh, Sharon, are there. And um, before the president uh, opens the event, uh, he asked this pastor as as the only pastor there to open up the event in prayer. Here we go. Pastors, would you like to say a prayer? Yes, sir. I'd love to have that because uh, you are so highly thought of in the area. So please, James, share. Sure. You should pray. Please. Father, we come to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we thank you for this time that you've divinely ordained. Father, we ask you to forgive us all where we've strayed from your ways and where we've not acknowledged your word. And we ask that you would continue to cause this nation to be one nation under God, that you alone are the one who can make us individual, indivisible. And by being indivisible, there will be liberty and justice for all. 
We simply pray that you would bring our nation back to you, that your word will be dominant, that you would cause us uh, to walk in love, to live in love, restore empathy and compassion, kindness, concern for each other. Lord, I pray for our president, as your word says, that you would strengthen him and continue to give him the wisdom and the heart to lead during this time, as well as, as all of the leaders that are here. We give ourselves to you, and we ask you for your good hand to be upon us. In the name of Jesus, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Sharon, would you like to say something? I, I would. Um, I think I'm here, first of all, representing intercessors and people that are praying. Just really, I think um, we need to mobilize pr people of prayer to pray for this country. And also, I think it's important to have um, black people at the table yeah. um, to, to help you know, solve the problem. And also, um, I think James and I, our, our prayers that we're able to work to really bring about a change. I think there's a lot of great change that's been mentioned here um, of how law enforcement has quickly solved the problem of the crime in the street. But I think there's, I think this is a good opportunity for us to really solve the problem in the nation. And, um, I think James and I could help with that. So. It's really well put. Mm. Now, and, and here's <laughs> the thing. When you hear again, and, and this is the next clip, when you mm -hmm. hear again from Pastor Ward, <laughs> you're going to hear that I, I actually think that what Sharon Ward offers, mm -hmm. I, I don't think she's overselling it, that we are able to help. Yeah. like Because the insight that comes from him, to me, strongly suggests they understand what spiritually is taking place in this country. Mm -hmm. They understand what spiritually is taking place in Kenosha. And I'm so glad, <clears throat> excuse me, so glad that they were bold enough to express this at that type of roundtable. Now, I will say this just as a side note before we go into the next clip, and I want our, our listeners to listen carefully to this. Um, you know, the mainstream media really wants you to think that the president is only using Christians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm going to offer you my commentary here, and then we'll go back into the next clip. But I, this is, again, and I guess with anything, this is, this is Miki's commentary, okay? I believe that President Trump has a genuine respect for Christians. I believe that the president has professed Christ. I really do. <clears throat> Excuse me. I just cannot believe that you would sit and have a conversation with the people that the president has had conversations with where they have pressed him on the gospel and he's not gotten a clear presentation of the gospel. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think what we often witness is that there is the need for discipleship. Now that's difficult to do when, you know, the person is the president, <laughs> right? Because imagine you think about in Philippians, how when the apostle Paul gets to the end of his letter and he's been talking about all of his, his struggles and all of these things he's that he's writing about to the Philippians and he says, basically, he's like, hey, but the message of the gospel has reached Caesar's household. Hmm. This is a big deal. It's noteworthy. Why? Because it's so impenetrable. Hmm. Because when a person has power, when a person has influence, sometimes it's hard to have the type yeah. of access. Now, I don't I don't mean closeness to them. Mm -hmm. I mean, access. And there's a difference. Right. Where you really get to say, hey, that's actually not producing fruit and keeping with repentance. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's hard. Yeah. Right. But I genuinely believe that the president 
believes that the only way to God is through Jesus Christ. Mm. I genuinely believe that. I genuinely believe that the president believes that there is power in prayer. Now, the mainstream media doesn't want you to know that. And the mainstream media probably hates that these these individuals happen to be um, black, as we say in this country. (laughs) Right. Because who's the president's audience? White evangelicals, Mm. (laughs) not black ones. Right. (laughs) Because they exist, too. Um, But just notice that the president yields and says, man, do you want to pray for us? Do you want to offer a word of prayer? Mm-hmm. And then turns to the wife. Is there anything you want to say? Mm-hmm. Which to me is um, Christian. <laughs> I, I mean this. Well, let me. Very straightforward. Let's say it like that. Okay. Very straightforward. She mm-hmm. says, I'm here representing intercessors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving any qualification. Yeah. I'm not telling you what that means. I'm not. I'm here representing the people who are praying for this nation, Man, who are standing so in the good. gap. Right. Like it's it's <laughs> not so about good, what's your organization, what's your affiliation, right. how can I get mad props for this? Nope. It's I'm here Come on. representing the people who are praying, who are standing in the gap. Yeah. In other words, the people who are doing the hard work. Yeah. They're putting in the work. That's yeah. the labor. Mm. That's the coal in the oven. Right. Mm. I'm here representing those people. And it's evident. But listen to this clip, because uh, Pastor Ward is not done, which, you know, is such a cultural thing, I think, sometimes. <laughs> It's like, <laughs> if, 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 if I might, you know, I just thing, have one, one more thing, thing to say, yeah. one more thing. But I'm glad he said it. Here yeah. it goes, clip two. Yes, James. And Mr. President, if, may, if I may add, being the only pastors in the room, if I could maybe just share a little bit from a different perspective that I think would bring, bring balance. I have a great friend who is Chief Tony Scarpelli, the chief of police in the town where our church is. Right. And I talk about the partnership between pastors and police, and I often tell Tony that if we can do our job well, it will make his his job easier. That's because there are three types of law that govern a society. There's spiritual law, moral law, and civil law. Most of the conversation here today has been about civil law, but until we can really focus on spiritual and moral law and change the hearts of people, we'll have to continue to to build bigger jails and bigger prisons prisons until we can bring our nation back to the place of, of spiritual and moral law. Um, we certainly want to honor Julia Jackson. We're her pastors. We're not the pastor of the entire family, but Please. we honor her. You know that. Yes, sir. I will give her your you know regards. Thank you. And we certainly pray for Jacob's continued healing, and we pray for peace. But I just want to offer to you, Mr. President, that um, Jesus himself says, blessed are the peacemakers. And we want to help be of service to you and to our nation of having these conversations of how do we rebuild the foundations of spirituality and morality which gives us the context of, of love. If you give a righteous, good, moral man the launch codes to our nuclear arsenal, everyone will be safe because he's a good man. But if you give a malicious man who is immoral an ink pen, you have to fear for your life. I, I would just want to, want to say that we're here to be of service to you and to our country to bring unity. Um, we believe that we can help to listen with empathy and compassion to the real pain that, that hurts black Americans. But we want to be of service to you and to our nation to do whatever we can uh, to bring true healing, true peace, and to really see God's very best in our nation. We're here available. We're available anytime you will call upon us. So you know what I think? I yes, think sir. you're an incredible couple. I really do. I think thank you're an incredible couple. Thank you. And thank you very much for being here. Yes, sir. Really, uh, really great. Beautiful. You know what I'd like for you to do, Will the Great? Um, I'd like for you to just grab that last part of the clip um, for future use where the president says, you know what I think? 
I think you're an incredible couple. Just save that for us. <laughs> just save, just take that part. <laughs> Come on, man. And then whenever somebody sends us a nasty email and they're like, well, you know what I don't like? I want you to just, I want you, I want to be able to have that where I could click on that and be like, you know what I think? I think you're an incredible couple. I want to just hear that in the, just, just stellar people, just fantastic, <laughs> phenomenal funny. people. And then uh, we'll, we'll just imagine that maybe that could apply <laughs> to us. Listen, Pastor Ward nails it. Yes. The he, real problem. <laughs> this, this is the problem. The spiritual and the moral mm-hmm. decay of our country is why we are here. This is the thing, folks. This is the thing. And so when he says, man, and that um, that illustration that he uses about, the, you know, a, a good man yeah. with, with the nuclear codes versus an immoral man, you know, with, with pen. a pen. <laughs> man. Man, I think I <laughs> that was bars. Like man, he, that that, was, that some <laughs> some rapper picked that up, please, and do something with that because oh, it man. is that good. But it's it's so true. And what we are witnessing right now is that everybody's clamoring, saying, you know, yes, how do we beef up law enforcement and how do we make sure that we secure our cities? But the pastor hits the nail on the head yeah. when pastors are doing what they're installed mm. to do. Man, it makes you know, everybody else's job easier. I say this respectfully and lovingly. Every law enforcement officer is on the edge of their seat, <laughs> about to talk into their shoulder. Go get her. <laughs> I, but when pastors are doing it, moving in, <laughs> when pastors are doing what they're supposed to do, you guys can eat more donuts. I'm sorry, that's all I'm saying. Stop. That's it. They're like, we don't eat donuts, Mika. Stop it. I don't know where that came from. I don't know how you guys got that. Um, but. Anyways, what I'm saying is that he hits it. He yeah. hits the nail right yeah. square on the head. Yep. And I I believe that the president was processing. I believe that the president was listening to what he's saying. I believe so, Because too. you cannot ignore the decline see, in... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I would, if, I was, if I was him, I would want to keep them around. <laughs> you know, like, if I... Because they're an incredible him, couple. He already I told would you, Will. I want to keep them around. Yeah. I wouldn't mind from what I heard right there. Like, I don't know yeah. anything else, but these are people I feel like can, <laughs> can di- help disciple. That's why you're not a part of the advisory team. <laughs> Hold on. Let me just let me let everybody just rewind. Will the Great said, now, nah, I don't know anything else, but right there, that right there, we got right ourselves there. a keeper. You know, yeah. I'm like, look, it would make me want to look more into what they're doing. I agree. I agree. Well, now let's couple it, though, because okay. I, I we say just with what they said right there but also with what we've seen coming from Julia Jackson. Right, right. I I would say that if she has sat under um, this pastor's teaching, if she's been a part of this intercessory group or this intercessors group that they have at this this, um, congregation, Insight Church, Mm -hmm. then, and what we see coming from her, I think represents that. And we've got a couple of clips from her. This is the interview, (laughs) Don Lemon, (sighs) where, you know, he's always trying to set you up to get his oh we're gonna have to do it on the other side of the break yeah, okay i hear we, the music we, okay we'll, we'll do we'll do it on the other side of the break <laughs> because he was trying to he was he was trying to do what he does right which right. is set people up Normal. to yeah. get the sound bites that yeah. he wants that's right and he doesn't get that hmm? he doesn't no, get that really. you know mm-hmm. and and it's amazing because he gets enough of a measured but resolute response from julia jackson mm-hmm. that he can't like try to like you know skewer her with it but at the same time, he's not getting what he wants, right? Mm-hmm. Which is just blanket hatred for this president. 
blanket hatred for authority and someone willing to pass blame on whoever, right, yeah. happens to be walking up at the moment. All right, we'll grab this break and we'll come back and listen to those clips as well. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. Stay right there. And so your your son was shot in the back by police officers. You're at the hospital. There's a police officer in the room, and you prayed together. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, even if he was the one that did it, it would have been harder to do, but it would have been the same scenario. Um, like I said earlier, we have to examine our hearts, and I've learned how to do that personally. Um, and my, my walk relationship with God, um, and the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you do that, you get a peace. There's a peace that I can't even describe. So when I tell you this is hard, it is very difficult. But um, in addition to that, I have great peace. Um, and it allows me to forgive. I've already forgiven, and it's, this forgiveness is not for anybody else, but um, God and me. Mm. Mm. Welcome back to Ernie Addison's Man. on American Family Radio. You know that that makes Don Lemon, you know that. It's a, that it, he's amazed. He's like, and, and you pray with him, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? Like you. I mean, like, what? Huh? It's it's it's. People have no concept of this, Man. right? And it is so true. She's she's actually spot on. This is obedience to what the Lord commands that we forgive, right? Mm -hmm. So this is her forgiving as she's been forgiven. Look, whether or not she completely understands and has conceptualized what's happened with her son, because I know there are some people who are like, well, well, what's there to forgive if your son was all the way in the wrong? Um, what's there to forgive? Well, think about this from the perspective of a mom. She's probably still herself, which she actually later in this interview um, comments on that, still gathering facts and gathering information, mm -hmm. you know, still trying to understand what happened. And I'm going to tell you something. There is there is so much that civilians don't understand. And I think that's why, man, again, we should be really grateful for the work that law enforcement officers do, because there's so much that they have to do that we don't understand because we think that our consumption of like, you know, police shows or legal dramas make it makes us experts in some way. Right. So we 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 all of a sudden everybody in America knows what is the justified use of force. Mm -hmm. right? right. And that if somebody is shot in the back, that's automatically wrong. Mm -hmm. we, we think we know these things. And so right. anyway, that's just a side note. Yeah. Um, but well, all right. So one more clip and then we'll go to the phone lines okay. here because it's not enough for Don Lemon to hear this woman say that, you know, she submits to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, that she is already offered forgiveness. Like she's not, I mean, she's not carrying that. He's looking for sort of like that gold quote, yeah. right? That gold quote that is, see, all black people hate him. 
See, like that's that's what that's <laughs> basically what I mean, you know, in my opinion, what Don Lemon is looking for. This clip is a little bit longer, but but listen, um, here we go. Julia Jackson in her own words. Here we go. Do you have anything to say, Miss Jackson, to the politicians who are out there or do anything you want to say <laughs> to the presidents or the candidates or to Trump or Biden or anything like that? For for our President Trump, um, first I want to say a family member, and I don't know if it was heard or not, said something that was um, not kind. She is hurting, and um, I do apologize for that. Our outburst that does not reflect um, our behavior. And then also for President Trump, um, I'm sorry I missed your call because had I not missed your call, maybe the comments that you made would have been different. And I'm not mad at you at all. Hmm. I have most respect for you as the leader of our country. Like I said before, and I'm not saying this to him directly, we should always get the details from the right source before we start throwing bricks or tweet or tweets you know i do have one other thing for all politicians and i've never in my life dreamed that i would actually be able to say this um other than on my couch you guys are the leaders of our country and i personally have respect for authority um i would like to see our politicians set a better example for the citizens when it comes to the things that are is said. Less, I would like to stick to the facts and see them stop having these pillow fights um, and just stick to the facts. And then once they start doing that, I think we can start concentrating on what we need to do to fix our country because this country is brave danger hmm. man okay so so <laughs> yeah. first thing that stands out to you yeah great? well she started off by saying our president our president trump our president trump uh you man. know people don't like that <laughs> don lemon probably is like <laughs> call him 45 no i mean or say you're president right like right. that's the thing that's that's it's that is ridiculous because it's so untrue it's untrue. Whoever is president of the United States is our president. Like right. this, I mean, this, whatever, it's it's just ridiculous. But then she continues on, mm -hmm. right? And notice, I don't know if, if our listeners could hear this, but when, when she's talking about how she <laughs> is not mad at the president, someone says, mm. <laughs> I think that, that was either Crump or Don Lemon, I, one of them. I thought, I, you know, I watched that clip a couple of times. I thought it was Crump. It might have been. Because he was, was looking Benjamin pretty Crump. crazy next to him. He like. did not like what she was saying. <laughs> like, he did not like what she was saying at all. And I felt like her comments were so measured. You know, first of all, she apologized for rhetoric, you know, things that have been communicated. Yeah. Yes. Like this. But but again, let me just tell you something. Wicked <laughs> people do not want these kinds of conversations. No. They want to incite people. They want people yelling. Oh, let me give the phone lines. You can communicate with us on what we've talked about today. 888-589-8840. Sorry, I forgot to give the number. 888-589-8840. Um, today, what we're talking about basically is this is the thing. 
This is the thing thing. to understand the the spiritual underpinning of what is going on in our country, to understand the need to return to morality and a fear of God in this country. And um, Julia Jackson's pastor, Pastor James Ward, understands this. And he had the opportunity to make this case in front of the president yesterday. And I just didn't want to ignore that. I just didn't want to just, you know, let that kind of cycle off the news headlines, Mm -hmm. because I think it was a moment where. The Lord allows if if a person man, if a person is willing and if a person is discerning, you have a moment where you can take heed and respond accordingly. And I think Pastor Ward really hit the nail on the head yesterday. Yeah, I agree with that. You also heard what she was saying, you know, before you start, you know, uh, get all the facts from the sources. And before you start throwing bricks and then in the background, Don Lemon and Crump said and tweeting. (laughs) <laughs> right, because lest anyone listening think that she might be talking about the looters right. or even CNN so or anybody else who jumps to conclusions, they wanted to offer their commentary to direct this at the president when she said, I'm not directing anything at the president. Right. Notice that. Like, no, that, that's, and, and let me tell you something that is a picture, and it may be in some ways the picture of how CNN functions. It will tell you what you think, even when you just said what you think. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's how they write news stories. Yeah. No, no th- that's not. That's not how you feel about this issue. We've written how you feel. Mm-hmm. Follow this. This narrative. Follow- <laughs> this, this line right here. This is what you need to say. Follow this line. So you have this woman who says, no, I'm not mad at the president. I'm not directing this at anyone. But I would just say to all politicians, to everyone involved, make sure we get facts from the right sources. Like make sure we get information mm-hmm. before we start throwing bricks. Or tweets, you know, and <laughs> see, this is, you know, this is why Mika's not in these kinds of situations, because I'd be like, I said what I said. <laughs> That's what I would have said to Crump, which I wouldn't have been sitting next to right. Crump. I'm sorry, right. y'all. It might have been I, like Abe or somebody, have, but not. <laughs> I'd be sitting next to Abe. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Okay. Bring, All right. Bring it back in. Okay. Um, <laughs> Let's go to the phone lines. 888. <laughs> Abe's like, don't put me in this i got a lot going on right now and i no. don't need your problems 888-589-8840 where do we go first will the great let's go to allen in georgia hi allen hi how are y'all doing doing good hello uh first off i want to say y'all are a great couple <laughs> <laughs> thank you we're going to record that yeah I'm, I'm gonna record that that's right <laughs> uh, i, I want to kind of go back to something that mickey said a while ago mm-hmm. um as far as you know the cops and donuts Okay. <laughs> I've got a comical story for y'all. My brother was a sheriff's deputy mm-hmm. in Tennessee. When he retired out of the military, became a sheriff's deputy. One of his jobs, and I, if I'm lying, I'm dying, as we like to say in Georgia. <laughs> in full sheriff's department uniform, one of his jobs, they had a grand opening, had a Krispy Kreme. Uh-oh. He was at this Krispy Kreme pulling security with the Krispy Kreme hat on. So cops do eat donuts. Okay, yes. <laughs> y'all, y'all have a great day. Thank, Thank you, you Alan. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Please direct your That's comments funny. to Alan at, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Steve in Mississippi. Hi, Steve. Hey, how are y'all? Doing Look, good. I love the show. Mickey and, and Will the Great love listening to y'all. What I was Thank calling you. about, I don't know if you've heard Phil Robertson speak about when he witnessed the President Trump, hmm. and uh, he felt like 
he presented the gospel to him. He said, I really think, you know, I, I think he took note of that. And uh, hmm. he called um, Phil Robertson the other day, and uh, he told Phil, said, you know, I still got to get baptized. So we've got to work on that. So I don't oh, know if he's saying that he yes, Phil has baptized a lot of people. But but I think I think President Trump is really, really, you know, thinking about this thing. But mm-hmm. I love y'all's show. Oh, uh, Will, I'm sorry you don't get the opportunity to put in as many words as Nikki does. <laughs> <laughs> it's by choice, man. I'm impressed it, by the vocabulary skills of women. My wife does the same thing. But look, I'm praying for y'all. Love the show. And, and you hang in there. Thank you. Thank uh, you, Steve. Steve. Why, why you got to be so petty? Will is not a victim. <laughs> he is not a victim. I'm going to get Benjamin Crump to come. Yeah, you going to hire me. Benjamin Crump? <laughs> and what all I have to say is, I'm just kidding. Where do we go next, Will the Great? Hold Where do we go I'm next? I'm trying to see. Look like we may be, that may be it. Is that really? Well, some. Steve? The, Steve yes, shut it down? Maybe something going wrong with the phone line because they have people there, but I can't click on it. Well, hmm. I would like to blame Steve. Everybody takes an opportunity to blame someone who is not directly involved. I blame Steve. 888-589-8840, unless there is a technical issue. Um, Unless there's a... No, I don't know. People should still call in. No. Okay, I see people calling in. Okay. All right. Well, there we go. We'll see if we can get people queued up because we only have four minutes. I would just like to say for all of our call counters, um, this is not my fault. All right? That's all all I want to say is that this is not my fault. It was weird. Anyway. Okay. Um, but anyway, well, let me just take this time while those calls are getting queued up and while Sherry B is getting them on the line, um, because uh, it's not an immediate turnaround. So just yeah. let me just say this. Right. Um, again, what I want to highlight is that this is the thing, Will the Great. Like yes. if we if we could take a step back, all of us really, and understand that what is kind of fueling the divide is that one people love unrighteousness. The wicked love mm. unrighteousness, mm-hmm. and there's the type of reveling in unrighteousness that we have not seen in this country before. And we've got to be able to put our finger on that and then understand that we've got to call people back to spiritual and moral foundations, spiritual and moral foundations. Let's try to squeeze in one more call, maybe two before we go, Will. We can do one. uh, Matthew in Oklahoma. Hi, Matthew. Hey, Will. Hey, Mickey, you guys are awesome. I love to hear um, all that you're doing. And thank you. My family, my wife and I have five kids too, so. Oh, um, awesome. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> yes. I just wanted to say real quick, um, I was talking to somebody the other day, and he was kind of just upset about everything. And I said, dude, you know what? There's still a God in heaven, and mm-hmm. he's still in control. And I pray to him, and he's the one that's going to fix this. Amen. So it's so awesome to hear you all. Uh, and, and, and just today's show was so awesome. I, I might be able to turn him on to this um, because it does come back to, you know, unless the Lord builds a house. Mm. Yep. Um, yep. Come just on. Working in vain, you That's know. Right. And and That's I think right. it's one of those things where I really believe the Lord intends to fix the country. Uh, the Lord showed me this picture the other day of a of the United States with a, a covering over it, and it's dark and mm. and uh, you know, kind of like what night looks like. And mm-hmm. but there were small holes being you know pierced through the darkness, mm. and that's the prayers of the saints. Amen. And I really believe that the Lord is going to rip that thing off mm. um, as long as we're continuing to pray, as long as we're continuing to worship. And maybe this whole whole thing with uh, the corona and shutting everything down is because the enemy knows that the Lord can break this without Come on. Any, any problem at all. And he's going to. Amen. Amen. Oh, man, Thank that's you, a, that is such a great way 
for us to wrap up today's show. Mm-hmm. And and listen, we're very sober about this topic, right? We're very sober, even though there's there are these like little glimmers of, of humor in, in what's going on. Yeah. But truly a return to the Lord, a genuine return to That's the Lord. It. Mm-hmm. is what is required in this hour. And just as our brother Matthew alluded to Psalm 127, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it do labor in vain. Right. We're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.